Hi, hello, and welcome back. We are here in Michael's basement, of all places. Change of scenery. Yeah, it is a change of scenery instead of... Welcome uh, to Mikasa. Thank you. Grazie. Yeah. Appreciate it. Now, it, it's the same as I remember. Yeah. But, you know, that's good. Might play some darts before you go. Tonight. Yeah, might play some darts. Sounds pretty fun. I haven't played darts in a while. I, I assume I'd probably be pretty terrible, but you never know. Uh, yeah, man, it's been a minute since I've been here. Thanks for having me. I uh, figured I'd make the trip over here instead of you always making the trip to my place, you know. Yeah, and I believe we did podcast last week, right? So we we're did. We're, we're trying to do two one weeks once. in a row. We'll try and do one once a week. That way we can make SEC picks and stuff, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Uh, I know we haven't talked about it much, but I figure that's probably the best way to go about it as of now. Yeah, season is short. Might as well uh, talk about it. Yeah, no, for sure. And and uh, I want to go ahead and remind everybody, if you like what you hear, go to Facebook, find Wait a Sec Podcast, like and share. Uh, we are also on Twitter, at Wait a Sec underscore pod. You can find us there. And uh, we're pretty much going to try and do this once a week even though we haven't done that in the past we're going to try and do it once a week and give you guys the content that you so desire uh, had quite a few listens last week thank you to everybody who did uh, but unfortunately I will say this right off the bat we did not, we do not know who won the picks last week because I didn't bring those with me I should have and I forgot I apologize but I will post them on the page tonight or tomorrow morning and that way we know who won picks last week. We both got the Arkansas game correct. We do know that. Uh, snuck in there. Snuck in there. Yeah, just barely snuck in there, but they got it. And uh, uh, I did go to the game, and it was it was awesome first half. And the crowd, believe it or not, for how little there were there, I think it was 16-5 was the total amount of people there. For the little crowd that there was, it was loud, and they were rambunctious, and it was great. The atmosphere was good. Um, everybody had social distancing and also had masks, and so they're very cautious about how they do it. So how they did it was interesting. They had... So each row in each section had 12 feet between people, right? Between groups of people. But... Like the row ahead of us, me and Billy Bob, uh, my buddy Danny from Georgia, had uh, people in between the 12 feet of people in our row. So we were staggered by six feet. So like the people in front of us were six feet catty corner to us. Yeah. If that makes sense. On either side of us. Probably pretty nice to have all that room to spread out. It was nice. Yeah. No, it it was nice. We were able to kind of spread out and have our own little fun. And, I mean, we did interact with some of the other people. but Smuggle uh, a flask in there like old days? No, I didn't. No, uh, I didn't didn't want to make anything more complicated than it already was. Um, We we actually were very sober for the game. And after the game, that changed. But uh, we did... We did social distance, and we were very careful, and it was actually really well done how it was played out. Did I was anybody impressed. tailgating? There was nobody tailgating because they actually called for no tailgating 
this year. Yeah, you this can't year. do it out in no. the open, huh? There were no tailgating, or there was no tailgating at Gotta all. keep it like a speakeasy. On the, That's correct. In the uh, backyard or the I'm, house. I'm sure there were people residence. out and about drinking and doing whatever. Uh, I'm sure there were. But we didn't see any because everything was super, super off the books. Like, everybody was very prim and proper and nobody went crazy and everybody was like they had only a couple of beer gardens open and we did get a couple of beers but that was uh right at halftime and we had to actually go from the top level down to uh the main level just to get beer because the top level beer gardens weren't open so you had to walk all the way down and get beer and then go back up which was kind of a pain but I get why they did it. It made sense. Um, regardless, it, it was fun to go to. It was interesting. Uh, I will say that without the uh, uh, the capacity crowd, so to speak, uh, the hog call was extremely weak and out of sync. But granted, it was the first hog call of the year, and there weren't. It Many wasn't a capacity crowd. <laughs> And so it was. It was very awkward at first, but it actually ended up being. Uh, it was a good atmosphere. The Hogs played great in the first half, and I mean Georgia kind of killed themselves a little bit, but the Hogs played great. And even well into the third quarter, they were up ten to five, and that was really encouraging. I will say that I was incredibly impressed with the fact that the Hogs didn't beat themselves. Georgia just finally kind of came alive and beat them, which we haven't been used to for the last three years. Usually it's the Arkansas being their own worst enemy, and that wasn't the case. Well, they did have, what, two picks? Should have been three. Yes, but I think that one play uh, by their All-American safety of Georgia, he just made a great play, a one-handed pick. That was just a great play. That wasn't anybody's fault, really, uh, other than him just making a good play. But, yes, uh, Arkansas made mistakes. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying that they didn't actually go out of their way and have like a god-awful fake punt like they did against Auburn last year. They didn't beat themselves. Trick play for a safety Correct. kind of beat. Correct. Them. Well, yeah, that that fair enough. All right, yeah, that was. It would, certainly wasn't spotless. It was not spotless. <laughs> I'm not saying that it wasn't. I'm just saying that. But they, I agree. It gave you know you got to yell at a game, and they were in a game. You know, and they, you believe got to it yell or not, for the first half, they looked like they'd been coached. They looked like they'd been coached, and they looked it from the get go. They played hard. They had a good scheme. I mean, they they really did play good. They played. They put hard. that other quarterback in. Georgia did, and which, by the way, was his, was, was their fourth efficient. string quarterback, and they he rocked us. Like he was just. He, but then again, he was an experienced quarterback. He was a what a third year senior or a third year junior, I think, or maybe a redshirt junior. I think he was a redshirt junior. But regardless, I mean, he came in and he made good plays and. I mean, you can't keep an, a number four team in the country down too long before they finally wake up and and take control, and that's what they did, and I expected that. But they they played good. I was impressed. I loved what I saw. So what grade would you give them? Uh, offense? 
Offense, I'd give, I'd give a C plus. Uh, defense, I'd give a B minus. Special teams, I'd give a D. They could have done better in special teams. That's the one spot. But to be fair, they had an All-American return man, and they didn't realize it till the second half, and they were kind of boned after that. Uh, <laughs> coaching, I'll give coaching, I'll give a B plus. I think they did a pretty good job getting them prepared and getting them ready to roll. Uh, I I actually thoroughly enjoyed going to the game. I was I was a little nervous because I didn't know what to expect, and it turns out it was better than I expected. So that that's always a pleasant thing to see. Do you have any grades that you want to give them? I thought those were pretty good. I mean, I don't know about a a B plus for the coaching when the I wouldn't give the offense a C plus. I give them a C minus. You know, one touchdown's not going to do it. I agree, but against the literally field goal in the second half, I mean, by far and away the best defense we will play all year, though. Like they are going to be first half defense, incredible. Yes. Well, Georgia's defense is probably number one or number three in the country, between three and one in the country. Like they literally lost no one on defense, and they had two All Americans on defense. And so, I mean, you to score a touchdown against them is relatively impressive, especially your offensive woes. One le- touchdown? Especially, you didn't let me finish, especially your offensive woes throughout the last couple of years. Well, yeah, but I think Morris could have must- mustered up one touchdown as well. Well, this is a new scheme, a new system, a totally different system. And I, I thought they played pretty good. Like, I was impressed. Yeah, I mean, first half was great, but, you know, at the end, it's kind of, you still lose by in the 27 end, points. In the so. end, it's, I mean, they are yeah, the number four team C, in the country, and they are, overall C. they are the best defense in the SEC, there's no doubt. They're better than I Alabama, mean, we'll better see. than LSU. We'll see about that. They're better than Florida, better than Alabama, There's better still than a lot of unknowns, I think. And I, we're going to score more points than what we did last Saturday. God, I hope so. I think or, so. Or I 100% not gonna think get a so. Game. <laughs> they're not going to get a single game. I think so. But the, anyway. So what do you matter. think about Mississippi State coming up? So... Mississippi State beat LSU, which we both, I think, won that game also. Or you might, did you take LSU? Or I, I can't remember 100%. I, don't I know either. I took Mississippi State, and they won outright, um, which moved them to 16th in the polls. And they have a former five star quarterback in Costello who came from Stanford, who played two years in the Pac 12. And he's pretty freaking good. So it'll be it'll be difficult. It'll be very difficult, but I do think that uh, it'll be tough. I, I don't think Arkansas is going to win because of their offense. Their offense is just too good. But I will say that they are they will make it a game. You got a score prediction? That depends on the line. What line do they have? Or are we going to do picks now? Yeah, or are we might wait? as well get into that. All one. right, let's do picks now. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Hogs, according to the last check, 
which was about a half hour ago. They are plus 17 at Mississippi State. Who are you, you going to take? I'm going to... Ooh, that's a good line. I'm going to take the Hogs. I think Mississippi State wins by 14. I hope you're right, but I'm going to take Mississippi State. Okay. <coughs> what else we got? What other picks we got? Um, LSU, minus 21 at Vanderbilt. <coughs> I think Vanderbilt's defense is really good. I think they're pretty good. They almost beat A&M. They should have beat A&M. And uh, A&M's a offense game. is supposed to be pretty good. You but know, but... I just don't have much faith in uh, Jimbo. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think he's kind of overrated from what they're paying him. But For what they're paying him, yes. Uh, I'll say, and it was A&M plus what? Or Vanderbilt? LSU is a 21-point oh, right. favorite at Vanderbilt. I'm going to take Vandy. You know, I'm LSU going, lost a lot. They did, yeah. I'm, and and it showed in the first game that their offensive coordinator, what's his name, Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Burrow together, that was just an incredible once in a lifetime lightning. In a I bottle. agree. I agree. Uh, so yeah, I'll take Vanderbilt also. I want to write those down. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Ole Miss at Kentucky. Kentucky is a seven-point favorite. I'll take Kentucky. Okay. I think Ole Miss has some problems, and I think Kentucky's pretty well set they with can what cover they have. The seven. Yes, I think I think I'll take Kentucky on that. I think Kentucky will cover the You know, seven. I'm with you, man. Okay. A&M, plus 18 at Alabama. Ooh. I'm going to take Bama. I think Bama will cover. Yeah, I'm in agreement. South Carolina at Florida. Florida is a 17-point favorite. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'll go first this time. I will take South Carolina. I think it's a good line. 17, you said? I think it's a tough one to call, but I'm going to take South Carolina. You said 17, though? Yes. You think Florida can cover 17? Man, South, Muschamp always has good defenses. I'm going to take... I'll take... They scored a lot of points on Ole Miss, though. Not that we know how good Ole Miss's defense is. I don't know, but... I'll take... And you took who? I took South Carolina to I'll take keep Florida. it within 17. I'll take Florida. Missouri at Tennessee. Tennessee is a 12-point favorite. Tennessee. Me too. That's going to be my lock probably, but I don't know yet. We got one more, and it is 
Probably the best game of the day. Auburn, Auburn Georgia. at Georgia. Auburn is a seven-point dog. I'll take that's, that's I'll take Georgia. Good. I'll take Georgia. And I'm, that'll be my lock. Just to be different, I'm gonna take Auburn. Georgia Georgia Auburn's my lock. Really? Man, watching okay. watching Georgia's defense, man, and Auburn's offense did nothing, and Chad Morris is their offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I gotta have that as my lock. Makes me second guess, but I'll stick with it. That's your lock. I don't feel confident about that one. <laughs> well, what do you do? What do you feel confident about, Michael? Bring it up. These are hard, man. All these SEC games. I, I like it when we get to pick, you know, the North Texas versus UTSA, and the. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> And but the Middle this, Tennessee State. This makes Cincinnati. it. This makes it fun, though. You're right. These because we know these teams better than games. any other team in the country. Um, my lock is Mississippi State beating the Hogs by 17. Okay. I hope not, but that's, what, that's interesting. Uh, I think the Hogs will make it a decent game. I hope you're right. I think Mississippi State will probably score a touchdown in the last seconds when it's a seven-point game and beat them. But. It's going to be jubilation when they get an SEC game. They got nine more tries. I think they'll get one or two. I, I, I hope so. I'm sticking to my prediction at two and eight. Two or, and eight. Yeah. I'm sticking to it. I think it'll happen. But I mean, the the way they looked with the coaching was significantly better significantly better. I mean, yeah, Georgia kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit in the first half, but I mean, even without that, yeah, the Hogs would have kept it kind of close in the first half, regardless. Yeah. And I, I was I was impressed. I was uh, you know, and I unfortunately um, watched it with a Georgia fan who loved the final score, but in the first half he looked at me and he said, you guys are way better. And that's coming from a Georgia fan. He's like, you guys are way better. He'll, In the first he'll make half, you guys were way better, yeah. And he said, Sam Pittman will make you guys relevant. I felt awful when he left and came to you guys. I felt terrible because I knew better. And I, I believe him. I believe him. I, and, I mean, he they revered Sam Pittman. And when he left, just like we, he revered Sam Pittman similar to what we did when Bielema was here. And... Pittman left to go to Georgia like it's the same kind of thing and I think Pittman will get us back to relevancy well towards the end you wanted Bielema gone pretty much right like most yeah, people did yeah yeah I mean you could tell the wheels had kind of fallen off and he didn't put quite the effort into recruiting that he did before and he wasn't coaching the way that he did before and what was it it was that last Missouri game yes it was of like his second to last year or his third to it, last it, year? It was his last year, yeah. No, because... When they finally When they blew him. that lead, they had a huge lead on Missouri. Oh, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, they yeah, went yeah. to the bowl game and they Lost blew to another Virginia huge Tech, lead. To Virginia Tech. But whatever that game was before Missouri, you know, you felt like... Was it... They were headed in the right direction, then he just got lazy, I guess. He did. 
he did get lazy, and um, I don't, I'm not that connected with the U of A to know for sure what happened with Bielema, but I do know that. he was King Dingling drinking vodka. Yes, yes. Uh, I do know Um, that I've talked to people who are relatively big donors because I used to work at a place where I used to drive people like that, and they were big donors, and they would say that he just would get drunk and come in hungover every day and he literally just kind of let go of the reins thinking that he had it set had the program set the way he wanted and he didn't need to try as hard anymore which you can't do in the SEC and that's kind of what that was kind of his undoing I guess I suppose but yeah I bet Bielema is still living a pretty good life right now though he works for the New York Giants. I saw him on TV. The yeah, other I did day. too. I did too. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a millionaire, you know, multi-millionaire. Yeah, and uh, he's got to live in New York now. I from guess, what I understand, he's still trying to get money from the U of A. He sued the Razorback Foundation. Yeah, there's that's still ongoing. It's still ongoing, so we it's hard to speculate what'll happen, but. Uh, from what I understand, the clause was if he got another job and made the same amount of money or less, or uh, the same amount of money or more, that the Razorback Foundation was off the hook. And from what I hear, uh, the Patriots, which was his first job after the U of A, paid him something like $50,000 less than what he was making here on purpose, so he could still get that. And the Razorback Foundation is saying, no, that's bullshit. There's like, there's no way that... Well, if we that's could, the case, I don't think they have much argument, right? Because he abided by the contract? He abided by the contract, but it was, it was premeditated by the contract. And that's what they're arguing. And so it's possible that they could still win. It's possible that the Razorback Foundation could still win. I mean, that was just a shit show, dude. And we are in the depths. We are in the depths of despair. (laughs) Well, the last two years, absolutely. Absolutely. From that Missouri game on. It, It was, yeah, it was bad. And, I mean, yes, he won that last Missouri game, but... And we thought the downturn from Petrino to John L. was bad. It, the downturn got even worse. I will say that Bielema did give us hope. Like, yeah, there, I mean, there, they there were, were five moments, and three in the conference. Yeah, I mean, there were moments where right I was here. like, okay, we we have a coach and he's doing well and good we're coordinators. Five and th- we're we're winning in the conference. I I'm think good with that. So much of it was. Great coordinators at that time, I thought, and then great individual coaches, people who were head coaches at one time, who could kind of step in because Bielema, you know, let go let of the him, rope. He kind of seemed like I don't know, just kind of laissez-faire. But if he had good assistant coaches, like they knew how to motivate people, they knew what got young people motivated. And, and kept him in line, but as soon as they left and he had to take it on himself and he probably got lazy, I mean. He did 100% get lazy, yeah. 
Yeah, guaranteed. And with recruiting, and then a lot of those guys he had, too, were really good recruiters. They had a huge offensive line, man. I wish they could do that again. See, I think the downfall, and we didn't realize it, was when Sam Pittman left. Yeah. To go to Georgia. You might be right, yeah. Because, I mean, they had Tritola, they had Ragnow, they had Dan Skipper, and they were monsters on the offensive line. Like, any, literally every game. They would pave holes for Alex Collins and Jonathan Williams to run through every time. Yeah. Every game. And then once Sam Pittman left, after about halfway through the first year after Pittman left, Bielema realized that he should have kept Pittman around or at least tried harder to keep him around. And he just kind of was like, well okay, we need to find a better offensive line coach, and we couldn't do it. We couldn't find a better offensive line coach, and that was kind of his undoing, I think, personally. And he probably got used to Pittman being so good with those guys that he didn't really even have to coach him. And then, yeah, and no. Then when he's uh, gone, he's, he, he's he knew to coach him. Pittman, I don't know. I will say that the offensive line looked better than they had the last couple of years. Yeah, I thought they, first they half was better. fantastic. They you know, looked great. Only one touchdown, but you felt like, hey, and that, that they could pull the... this miracle off today. You felt that, yeah. And and that's all that I want in a in a hog game is to just feel carry that. It another quarter is just to feel next that. week, and yeah. then another yes. quarter next week. You yes. know, and then maybe one day we play a complete game and we get lucky and we win one of these things. I I just I just want to feel that we have a chance to win every week. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And that and that first game gave me that feeling even midway through the third quarter versus Georgia. Like I had a feeling oh, yeah. like we could still win this. We could still do this. And that's that's what hog fans are begging for. And we haven't had that the last couple of years. I mean, you kind of you kind of assumed when you were playing, like for instance, when I when I told you that I knew Chad Morris was gone was when he lost to Western Kentucky, and then the Kentucky. week after he played Kentucky, and then he instead of dialing up pressure against a wide receiver who was playing quarterback. He sat back and let the wide receiver run well, for a Chavis first down. Well, Chavis was past his prime. And, yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. And they were in some games early in the year, I believe, right? Like the A&M game, they were in that game. They were in the A&M game, that's correct. They were in that game. And then the Kentucky but, but game. But that's as close as they got to sniffing a, a conference win, you know. But the see, to me, the A&M game and the Kentucky game, like you were you were waiting for something to happen that would screw that up. Oh, they're whereas if with, Arkansas's up, man, I'm just waiting for when is the disaster coming. That's that's the difference. That's the difference. See, I think with Sam Pittman, we're going to feel the opposite. It's like I hope okay, so. they can't turn the ball over at all. I don't think. Maybe one fumble here and there, but no picks, man. Can't throw picks. I don't know. They, I need think, to, they need to at least win the turnover. Battle I think for even once. well, that that's that's true in any football game that you watch. But like, but the, how often the does Arkansas, Arkansas do it? The Arkansas offense did okay. Now, 
The Arkansas defense. They had like Michael. What eight three and outs? They did, but I mean that's Arkansas, never going to win. No, man, it's in this not. Conference. It's not. But against the best defense possibly in the country. I hope so. I hope they are, and and we got it out of the way. And I really think. I mean, okay, okay. Here's the best way that I can explain it by being there and seeing what I saw, and like just watching. I watched Georgia's front seven most of the game, admittedly, because I wanted to see like how fucking good that they were actually, and they were elite. Their linebackers were on point every single play. Their defensive linemen were doing incredible jobs plugging up holes, but, their off- but our offensive line is inexperienced. You go against a defensive line that's not as good as Georgia, and we're probably going to get some creases for Rakeem Boyd to run through. Yeah. Now, play action is going to freeze literally almost any other linebacker core in the country with the exception of Georgia because they're so disciplined and they've been playing together for three years. Those linebackers have been playing together for three years. They know what's coming. They know how to react and respond. And the whole defense is like four and five star recruits. Yeah. I think they did pretty decent. I mean, yes, they had eight three and outs. I get it. I get it. You're right. But then I think of, you know, remember the Bobby Petrino years when he started out with Casey Dick when he first came on? Yes, I do. Think of how bad that offense was before he got there. And it was still bad, but he could score points. He could coach. He could scheme it up to score points, and that's what an offensive coordinator needs to do. I'm not saying it's. They were against the best defense not, in the country, I know, but dude. come on, one touchdown. The whole game. The best defense in, an opening in the game country. When, when supposedly not everybody's dude, sharp. To be totally honest, you couldn't, you couldn't set know, up a play to get. I don't know that one of these anybody will score up. more than 17 against Georgia all year. Well, you might be right. I'm honest about that. I'm dead sick. Like, they are elite good. And their secondary, they were missing an All-American corner, and they already had an All-American corner and an All-American safety. They were missing an All-American corner. Like, that's what's scary about Georgia. Their defense is so good. And I had a Georgia fan there to talk to me about it for four hours. Yeah. We talked about it for four hours. And they did... They did kind of mention uh, people being out for COVID too, f- for Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, through, that's true. The week. I don't that's know true. how many guys missed the game, but I think I think three missed the game. But to and be out one of them ended up opting out for the, the entire first game. That's kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the one of our uh, best corners, Jacquez McKellen, he's out for the entire year. He opted out because of COVID, and he was he was out for against Georgia he was out so he's out for the year he, he just said you know what I'm good so he just sat out but dude I, I'm I'm telling you Arkansas is better than you're giving them credit for I think I personally I, I, I think so. so I hope so what I saw with my own eyes there watching them they're not bad they're not bad they're not Vandy bad for sure they're not Ole Miss bad. I think Ole Miss is worse than Arkansas. I think Missouri's worse than Arkansas. 
I think Arkansas is going to put up fights that people aren't expecting, and I think they're going to do I, pretty decent. I hope so, but I, I need to see more. I mean, I just, do too. Well, we all do. We all do. But you know, I I always I always err on the side of who we're playing against, and the first couple of weeks is always difficult to to gauge. Uh, after three weeks, you kind of get an idea of what teams are really going to be, or like what they're after three weeks. Yeah, after three weeks, you kind of get an idea. I I get that. And after the first week, I can honestly say Georgia is by far and away one of the best defenses in the country, and it's not even frigging close. I mean, they are so good. Dude, I mean, their their front seven, unbelievable. Like, I was just – I mean, they were on point every single play. Every single play. I mean, and it was unreal to watch them. It really was. And, like, I couldn't yeah. believe how good they were. Man, watching live football, that sounds good. It, it was awesome, dude. It, yeah, was, it, was, it was what I needed to kind of re-energize me into football. Yeah. And, I mean, I know. There's no, I mean, you can watch it on TV, but there's nothing like There's no comparison, man. Stands, there's no comparison. Yeah, yeah it, it really was. Especially in today's age, you know. The way with COVID. And, yeah. Just to get out yeah. and. That. It, it it was it was worth the money. I mean, I I told I told uh, my buddy Danny, who I went to the game with, the Georgia fan. I was like, "Look, man, I know you're willing to pay upwards of two hundred bucks to watch this game because you know Georgia's going to win. But I can't justify watch or paying two hundred bucks to see Arkansas lose by thirty. Like, if we find tickets for seventy five or under, I'll go." But if not, you can go and I'll pick you up after the game. Like, and we'll just bullshit about the game and hang out. And luckily, we did find tickets for 70. And so we just, I was like, all right, I'll go. And I went and I was very, very impressed with, with the, the fight that was there that wasn't there previously. There was fight. They wanted to win. You could see it. And yeah. like you could feel it, like they they wanted to win, they tried hard, and I'm extremely like uh, optimistic. Optimistic, thank you. Optimistic good about it. Good, good things. things. Good things. Good things. <laughs> I'm very optimistic about it, really. Uh, and I think they'll win at least two, for sure. God, I hope you're right. So speaking of going places out in the world, you got any trips planned? Um, you go anywhere this fall? So. Let's just say COVID goes by the wayside, right? Which, let's be real, that's probably not not going to happen. But let's just say COVID goes by the wayside. My goal uh, within the next year or two is to go to South Africa and cage dive with great whites and then leave... South Africa and go up to Egypt and see the pyramids. Wow, that'd be epic. It's pretty ambitious. That's my goal. I'm looking into it now. Uh, trips and flights, and which, believe it or not, they are every bit as expensive as you think they are. <laughs> but that's that's the goal. Right. So, you what about you? Where this this fall though? You like short trip Eureka. I'm going to try to get out to uh, Mount Nebo sometimes this fall. 
some nice bike trails there and Altus. The girlfriend wants to go to Altus. For... Altus would be fun. I haven't been to Altus in a long time, but I would love to go again. Might super fun. might just go to Nebo since it's close by too. And Eureka, yeah, I always like going to Eureka Springs. I mean, for a week. Honestly, even if it's like going to, even if it's like going to Dallas for a weekend. Plus yeah. a day or something like I'd be cool with. You know what I, I mean? I could like, go to Odessa, Odessa, Texas. Odessa, really? Uh, on an appeal. You want to go see the for work, but, field? But in that where they did Friday Night Lights? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See West Texas? It'd be kind of cool. I've never seen. You've never seen West Texas? I've drove through Amarillo, but it, that's you know, not West on, Texas. On 40, no, that's North Texas. I want to see like Lubbock. Midland. Those, those are, uh, Lubbock and is go to Big North Texas, technically. Go to Big Bend National Park. Big Bend, that would be By cool. By the Mexican border. Yeah, that almost. would be cool. Yeah. In, is that kind of close to Brownsville or? No, I mean, it's along the border still, but Brownsville is closer to the Gulf, I think. So it's like between Brownsville and El Paso, I guess, Big Bend. I believe so, yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, but we'll see. Probably not. But what about abroad? What's your next trip abroad? I know you and I have a a little bit of a pack that you and I are going to go to hike uh, we Kilimanjaro were supposed to go somewhere badass this year, man. Yeah, but COVID kind of ruined uh, that real quick. But, but you and I do have you and I do have a pack that if we turn forty, we're going to hike Kilimanjaro. And go up to the top of Kilimanjaro in Africa. You remember that in Tanzania? Yes, I do remember that. And sometimes I recall that and I'm like, God, how are we ever going to get the way out there? It's not the middle of Africa and climb this mountain. It's, it's, not, as, it's not as expensive It's going to be think. outrageous, man. I mean, yeah, it will be. I mean, we could look at it. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. By what? 50? 40. 60? 40. We got five years to plan for it, bro. Okay, forty. Okay, that was that was our plan. When anyway. we turn forty, we could do it, maybe, or thirty-nine. We got to do it before forty. <laughs> oh, I'm or not I, doing. I I'm not do doing it. it before thirty-nine. I'll tell you that. So when we <laughs> the year the year we turn forty, we'll go climb Kilimanjaro. I'm down. I do. I I thought I thought this was like set in stone. I thought this was like the I deal. know. Yeah, I'm in, man. I'm Th- things in. You, change. You things set change. It up things change. Let me know what it oh, is. Oh, I set it up. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy to do it. Let me tell you. But all right, well, we're out of here for now. You guys, peace. Have a good night. Uh, again, like or share. Wait a sec. Underscore pod on uh, Twitter, or you can find us on Facebook. Wait a sec. Podcast. We're there on Facebook. Just find us and we'll talk to you. Talk to you later.